I also have to remember that I'm not necessarily my prospect. And for me, I'm just like, I don't want to hear the stories. I don't need to hear all the, like, just cut to the chase and tell me what it is. But that that doesn't always work when you're trying to sell something, right? So using more story, using all that other stuff is really important. It, you know, it takes longer, but if it works, it works. You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Hey everybody, welcome back to the truth about marketing, the show where we go deep with the real deal marketers out there making it happen and getting huge results in the real world. Uh, thrilled to bring on my guest today, Yuri Elkame. Yuri, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Kev. It's good to be here. Yeah, man, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you and I met at Michael Fishman's awesome annual event mm-hmm. uh, a couple times and yep. uh, been a great admirer of your work. And um, want to learn more about how you came into this. You know, one of the great things about marketing is that everybody has these fascinating stories about how they sort of ended up here. Sure. And, you know, when I'm on your site here at uh, com and scrolling around, you're so dialed in. You know, we've been talking a ton about USP and Copy Chief this month. And you've got a, f- a few different USPs. Uh, that are very congruent and, and really dialed in just like above the fold on your site. You know, one says your, your headline is making fit and healthy simple again. Awesome. And then again, later, just above the fold, it says health is complicated. I make it simple. So uh, let's first talk about um, this idea of simplicity and why you arrived at that over all the other, you know, hooks when it comes to helping people get healthy. Sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, when, I, when this is interesting because um, I'm interested actually to hear your feedback on, on that kind of value proposition because it's something we've, we've struggled to figure out for a long time. And, I, you know, we surveyed our customers and we asked them like what – like if you were to boil me down into an essence of like one statement, what would be most representative of what I do or how I help you? And the most common thread was you just simplify things. And I was like, that's true. Because what I, what I really do, and I actually did a whole unique ability session with Strategic Coach on this. And the big thing that came out of that was that what I love to do and what I do really well is I love to teach. But I teach in a way where I reduce, where I take complexity and I make it simple. So I talk a lot about health and physiology and hormones and fat loss and energy. And I really believe in empowering people with kind of an owner's manual to how their body works, but understanding that most people don't have a PhD in biology. So I have to really make it simple for people to understand. Mm -hmm. And I love using analogies and stories and kind of bringing it down to everyday conversation um, whereby they can still have a better understanding of what's happening inside their body. So that's kind of how I came up with that. And you know, it, it took us a long time. And, like, we literally just put that on the site like a couple months ago. Oh, really? Interesting. Um, so <laughs> it's only taken me almost two decades. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. were some other ones that you kind of thought were it maybe before you arrived here? Oh, man, what do we have up there? I'm trying to remember what we had there. Um, oh, my God. 
Uh, so the fir- actually the first one that so we, this is a kind of a, a more recent design of our website. So bef- when we had that design first published earlier this year, the USP or the value proposition was be your best. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like if I were to boil like what I do, other than the teaching and simplifying, the underlying tone of my message is helping people be their best version of themselves. So that's like you know what like of all the fitness stuff we talk about, the nutrition, the natural remedies, all that stuff. At the base of it all is about helping people be their best. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't sure that was the best initial message for people to see on my site. Because if they came to my site and they saw be your best, that could be like, what the hell does that mean? Right, right. right? Like, what does that it, mean? It could be, How is my best compared to your best? Yeah, or like, what is, it, is that in relation to health or is that in relation to like productivity at work? Or right. So I wanted to narrow it down a little bit more to, to really zone in on, on the fitness and health and nutrition side. And the be your best thing is still part of our manifesto and still part of our messaging, but it's just not like bang your face. Because I just wanted, I don't think it really spoke to like what's the benefit when you land on this site? Like, okay, who cares? Be my best, big deal. But, you know, we're trying to give readers or visitors a better idea of the benefit or the value they'll get from reading our blog or opting into our list. Yeah, that's great. I'll tell you what I love is that, you know, simple is a very clear promise. Uh, I think people definitely want simplicity when there comes to what can quickly become very complicated health talk, you know, uh, physiology talk. Um, and then, you know, when, when you scroll down here and you see latest from the blog, I mean, every, I want to read every one of these things, right? Superfood spotlight, eight powerful benefits of alfalfa. Uh, the 15 best body weight exercises for burning fat. How, how do I not want that in, mm-hmm. in, in my at hand, right? Eight, sure. eight natural remedies for a cold to stop early symptoms. Really just timely targeted stuff. It's cold and flu season. I mean, here we are uh, a, a week post Thanksgiving. You've got three weight loss tips, drop Thanksgiving pounds. Um, really, really impressive, man. Just so dialed in. Do you have a, a big team working on all this for you or? Well, it's, it's funny, Kevin, because for the longest time, my blog and content other than videos on YouTube was really not a big, uh, a big focus of ours. Hmm. And uh, a couple months ago, probably earlier this year, I had a big kind of midlife crisis in terms of looking at my business and looking at, okay, like, was I really happy with our business model, which was for the for the lack of a better terms, a combination of a little bit of ad buying, a lot of affiliate stuff, and some ad hoc. I'm not too sure how these sales were made because we sent out an email <laughs> last 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 second type of thing. Right, and that's kind of that's kind of how we've we've run the show for for a long time, and we've had a lot of success doing that. But I, I, I committed to myself that I'm going to take a three month sabbatical next year, so three months like pure digital detox, and. I was like, this is not a business model that's going to allow us to multiply in my absence. So I started to look around uh, what's working, what resonates with my unique ability, with what we have as our team. We have 14 people on our team and they're amazing. Like I've got like, I'm super happy of, there's not one person on my team who I would be like, if I had to hire this person again, would I do that? Mm. Um, They would all still be on, on the bus and I'm really, really thankful for them because if it wasn't for them, I would probably have jumped off a bridge a long time ago. (laughs) I know that feeling. Yes, you know because it's like they save my ass. uh, Part of my part of my uh, expression there, but they they really allow me just to focus on the stuff I love to focus on, which is 
strategy, big idea, like little important things like the value proposition, which take forever to come up with. But right. once you get it, make a huge difference. And what we've shifted towards is really making our blog the centerpiece of our business and, and developing amazing content. Like I got caught up in years past playing the whole like SEO game, but not legitimately, like doing all like the stupid blog wheels and you know the fake comments and all that kind of stuff. And it was wasted time and effort. Yeah. And at the time, I, I, I still remember this. I'm like, you know what? Google, like as, as, as one slap happened, another one, and all these links and all this stuff we were doing just went down, down the drain. We had six blogs that we were publishing content to on a regular basis. And it was just subpar content, like 250 mm-hmm. to 500 words. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing really like, wow, this is amazing. And then and I'm like, you know what? What I realized is like Google wants to become more human. So why don't we create content that humans love and share and want to link to? And eventually that's going to pay off in the search engines. So we've put together an entire strategy around our blog and content and making sure that we're doing things intelligently. Not but not just on the content side, but also on the back end of that. And it's probably the first time in my business, like I've been online now for like eight years. It's the first time in my business where I have crystal clear clarity and very reassured predictability of what's going to happen a year from now. Because hmm. I, can, I can know like if we take these actions, this is inevitable. And it's a really, really exciting place to be in. So I'm pretty pumped. That is really exciting. Yeah, I, I definitely relate to that. It's like, you know, we, we spend so much time always wanting to improve our business and, and improve our customer experience. And then somehow we look up uh, and we go, this isn't just as clear as it should be, right? Mm-hmm. For somebody to come here out of nowhere, will they really fully understand exactly what, what this is and how it can help them? And, uh, and no matter how good we think we're doing, we feel like we can always do better. And then you'll see a model of somebody else. Just breaking it down, super simple. And, uh, you know, kudos on you for, for um, sort of recommitting and and looking at that long term because it's so easy to get caught in that hamster wheel of having to make sales you know like you said without any long-term strategy yeah Um, i mean the other thing too is i was just watching a ted talk last night and it was really interesting actually it was one of the i think it was the founder of idea lab out of uh, san francisco hmm. and they looked at 200 companies and they looked at what are the big what's the major thing that determines a company's success like an uber or an airbnb versus all those other startups that you never hear about. Mm-hmm. And so they looked at four things. They looked at um, the big idea, they looked at the team, they looked at funding, and they looked at timing. And they found that across the board, timing was the most important thing, which was interesting because I thought, you know, sorry, business model was up there as well. And I, I was thinking, you know, any of those could have really uh, taken first place, I think. But timing was really interesting. Mm. And for me, the way I see the the, like the movement of the internet in terms of at least search and Google is they're trying to be more human. Um, mm-hmm. So giving a better experience for the people searching on Google. And they're starting to put a lot more weight on trusted brands. And so, you know, what you see on my website now is we're trying to establish an air of authority and credibility and trust, which is not just, it's, we're not trying to compete with greatest, which is just like resources from a generic set of people on a website right. we're trying to add more personality more um kind of individual trust value if that makes any sense yeah. to epic content and really playing on that trust and credibility and that value 
to to really position ourselves uh, above everything else. Is part of that you appearing in the examples themselves, like this fifteen body weight uh, exercises? I mean, it's you doing the moves, and mm-hmm. so you know, obviously, you're in great shape. It, it it backs up, but you're not one of these guys that's like unachievable, you know, super mesomorph. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you look like a healthy guy, right? Yeah, um, and I, like that's. I'm not. I'm not the muscle bound, you know, Superman. That's never been me. That's never been my my uh, my goal. Right. It's impressive for people who can do that and who want to do that. But for me, it's always been about how do I just like feel better? How do I train for performance? And performance for me is just day to day life now. Right. You know, before it was soccer. Now it's just mm. keeping up with my kids and right. and and doing all that stuff. So that's you know. And I realize my audience is not part of my message is progress, not perfection. Right. So if I if I were to you know, create this image of the perfect godlike body, it's completely incongruent with who I am. Yeah. I mean, I tell my audience, listen, I had pizza last night for dinner, even though I recommend you guys eat gluten-free. Um, but I, I, I kind of, I divulge my weaknesses and I, I don't hold that stuff back because mm-hmm. I think it's really important that people recognize that I'm a real person right. and I share my health challenges and all, you know, my journey and stuff. And I think that gives people in an, in an era where content is everywhere, even really good contents, I think what we're doing in terms of adding a lot more personality and connectedness to that, I think is really a, a big differentiator for us at least. Yeah. And have you seen results of that? Are you seeing a difference in the way people respond? Well, it's, I mean, I think it's been part of our brand since day one. Yeah. Um, you know, that's probably one of the biggest things we hear from people is like, you know, Yuri is it's just very authentic and real and mm-hmm. I feel like I know him. And that's why I love doing YouTube because it's just really natural for me. And I love Periscope because I'm able to hang out with, with our followers in a much more real manner. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I try to, with everything I do, and I'm very conscious of this as well, like when I'm writing copy. And this is one of the reasons that we haven't, we've, we've tried a couple different copywriters in the past, but, you know, nothing is really, um, you know, kind of written or spoken in that same tone of voice or that same messaging that we try to communicate Right. Now and and now we do have some other people who can write copy a lot better in my voice, which is nice. So I don't have to do all of it. Um, but it's really important because I think like our audience knows the difference between oh he's talking content versus he's trying to sell me something. So we try to make it all the same. Yeah, good. And you know, it's not easy sometimes to to do that. It's like sometimes the, it feels like the cleanest way to get across a sales message or an offer is like you want to respect people's time. You want to make it personal, but you also want to make sure you're getting the facts out quickly and in a compelling way. Right. Yeah. yeah and exactly. it can be hard to be casual and do that at the same time. Uh, even it's for true. me as a copywriter, I, I sometimes go, this, this feels a little more formal than I wish it did, but I don't want to necessarily go in and like, you know, slang it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. And it's funny because, I also have to remember that I'm not necessarily my prospect. And for me, I'm just like, I don't want to hear the stories. I don't need to hear all the, like, just cut to the chase and tell me what it is. Yeah. But that that doesn't always work when you're trying to sell something. Right. Right. So using more story, using all that other stuff is really important. It, you know, it takes longer, but if it works, it works. Absolutely. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, cool. So let's get to the essential question of the show. Real quick, though, I want to hear about your family. How many kids do you have? Three boys, Three between boys. one and a half and five. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ooh, that was a, a, a soccer uh, experience is going to come in handy right now. Oh, I know. Just, I know. Just keeping that energy, keeping your wind up. 
Yep. <laughs> exactly. That's fantastic. Good for you. Um, all right, let's get to the essential question uh, here of the show. I'm really fascinated to hear this, you know, two decades in to, to all your marketing, obviously very in tune with what you're doing and what's working and what isn't. So, so Yuri, what is the one thing you've tried in your marketing that's produced the most surprising results? Um, I think it's going to have to go back to like what I do best, which is teaching. And it's, it's interesting. It's, it's come full circle. We're developing this whole new method, um, again, centered around our blog where on the back end is how do we take people interested in topic A and take them down that path even further by giving them advanced training that would lead into a sale. And we've rolled this out um, a couple weeks ago, and so far the results have been phenomenal. And I'm really excited by that because for a long time, I mean, we've, and we still have a lot of products that use the traditional VSL approach and, the, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's, um, for us, like for me, it's just, it's very natural for me to teach. And if I can teach in a way, for me, selling and teaching is the same thing. I have no, I will sell to the end of time as long as it's something I believe in. So at the heart of what I do, I'm, I'm probably a natural salesperson, to be honest. Mm. And I love doing that because I really believe that if you don't invest in what we have to offer, you are doing yourself a major disservice. Right. And that's kind, of the, that's kind of the belief I approach everything with. Mm. You know, If I'm on camera or if I'm doing a VSL or if I'm writing copy or an email, I'm like, listen, um, I'm here to serve you, but you have to do your part as well. And I have no problem, you know, hammering that home. So I think, you know, in my teaching is, 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 is taking that, um, you know, the ability to kind of dig a little bit of pain into specific problems and educate people on how they can solve that. And obviously offering our solutions as the, the simplest, I guess, solution to, to that end. So I don't know if that's a specific strategy, but, um, if you want something a little more, tangible um what's been working really well on one specific thing we've been doing for the past couple months is we've been using a quiz funnel from facebook ads into um one of our programs called the amazing ab solution Hmm. and this is not a a ryan levesque you know typical quiz funnel like that it's a different type of quiz and it's a 12 step quiz so like literally click the next page 12 times and we're seeing cost per lead of less than 85 cents for someone to click 12 times it's pretty impressive yeah and um, we broke even ROI within the first two weeks of the campaign. Wow. So that's something we're really looking to scale up big time right now because it's very exciting for us. But in order f- to make that work, we've had to work a lot on the back end, mm-hmm. right? The upsell flow, back end autoresponder sequences. How do we really bond with those, with those individuals? So that one funnel, you know, it takes up a good chunk of time. Like that's, that's kind of an entire quarter's project all by itself. And then there's the continual testing and tweaking and refining, but like it's worth it because I think there's a lot of businesses out there online that if you look at the, I mean, at least in the health space, you know, we have, you know, mutual friends that have crushed it with one ebook. Right. Right. And it's just because they were diligent to do whatever they had to do to, to make that one thing work. And I think with entrepreneurs, because we're so creative we do one thing and then we're like, okay, it's up. Let's jump on to the next thing without really optimizing it. Right. So either you doing that yourself or having a team of people that can do that for you can really make the difference between struggling online or in any business and just crushing it. 
Yeah. So that's, um, that's something we're spending quite a bit of time on. That's awesome. Great answer. And yeah, I love what you said about teaching. Uh, um, we definitely share a philosophy there mm-hmm. in that when you, two things you said, one is teaching. I mean, if you ever want to make life easier on yourself as a marketer, uh, I, I like to think if I use the term marketer, I'm, I'm thinking this is someone with something to share, right? Yeah. This is important to them. There's passion there. If that's the case, and uh, then um, what you're marketing is your is your knowledge and your passion and your belief in how to make other people's lives better, whether you're mm-hmm. talking about business or health. And if you just think, what can I teach today? You'll never really feel like you're you have to sell again. Exactly. Uh, it really is true. And people go, oh, I don't want to sound salesy. Well, don't sell, teach. And then at the end, say, if you, I you know, invite you to learn more or, or, or take it to the next level with me. Mm-hmm. It's really that simple. And yeah, I, to- I totally agree with that. Like marketing, like teaching is marketing as far as I'm concerned. Yes, yes. And the other thing you said, and I got to tell you, this is kind of a new um, thing that I've evolved into just recently. So I'm really, really passionate about this is this idea that when you're fully committed to the idea that what you can offer somebody will change their life if they only trust you and take the action, then it just becomes about uh, – you know, channeling that enthusiasm, right? Mm-hmm. Sharing that enthusiasm, and then really thinking, how can I, how can I help this person trust me? And, and so again, it's not about how can I convince them to do this. How can I get them to even, you know, take act? Well, you need them to take action, but it's about how do I win their trust? What, yeah. what, you know? Because attention is such a huge asset these days. It's like the number one thing somebody can pay us. Uh, and what you do with that is everything. And uh, when you start with trust, everything else kind of falls in line. Yeah, and it's it's so true. Attention is really important. But here's what I've realized. I'm like, I don't follow the typical advice of creating too many YouTube videos. Hmm. Most of my videos are in there from 10 to 20 minutes. Interesting. And you know, we've had some amazing successes from some of our YouTube videos that are like 22 minutes long leading into another uh, one, of, one of the funnels on our website. And... When somebody has watched you for 20 minutes, like they're in, right? Like it's like somebody listening to this podcast. Right. When I listen to a podcast, I don't just listen to like one episode a week. I, I like, I'm like a binge listener, mm-hmm. right? So I'll like listen to like 10 episodes in a row if I'm in the car or depending on the length of the episodes, obviously. Um, but that's the way I consume stuff. So like for me to devour 10 hours of somebody's content – I'm sold. Like I'm in. I'm. I've. I've. I've had the Kool Aid, right? Right. And that's just. That's just teaching, right? Because they're teaching you stuff. You bond with them. They're telling you random stories that have nothing to do with the topic, but those little nuances kind of get you hooked in. And I, I just think it's. It's. It's really exciting. And I think. I. I hope that people get the. The message that it's. Um, you know, it, it, marketing is not an evil thing. Like that's why I started. <laughs> you know, my own kind of side thing called the Smarter Marketer Project because I really believe that if you've got a message and a gift to help people, you have to become a smarter marketer to get your message into people's hands who need it. And that's essentially through stuff like we're doing right here, just having a conversation, talking, sharing, mm-hmm. and, and teaching. I think it's uh, it's just so natural for people to do as well as hopefully, you know, not to do so. Yeah, it's a great point. And there's, you know, certain people who adopt these philosophies and then there's certain people who I call them telemarketers with laptops (laughs) (laughs) who who go about it all a very different way. And I think it's important for 
people who do treat it with a little more care to be vocal and to and to share like like this so that other people cannot go ah oh, that marketing thing's not for me that's just mm-hmm. nasty yeah um so i'm curious yuri when you know beyond the the digital you know interaction what kind of things do you do to bond with your tribe so we do um so our, our number one core value is to create wow experiences for people mm. and that really made us reconsider how we were selling some of our stuff. And, you know, we also refer back to our core values as, as a guidepost for everything we do. So we have, you know, we always set out to make our customer support, our customer care better than anybody else in the health space. And it's tough to really compare it to every single other business on the planet. But, you know, we do our very best to, to do what we can. So we'll write, we have a kind of a four seasons type of program called, we call it the customer concierge program. And for our top 100 rolling customers, so basically every quarter we look at, um, you know, the, frequency, uh, the recency, frequency, monetary value of transactions over a quarter, and we basically have our customers or our top 100 put into that list. And we'll, I will, or one of our team members will personally write them a thank you card, mm-hmm. handwritten, and we will send them just random phone calls to say, hey, you know, Julie, thanks so much for you know grabbing this. Just wanted to say thanks. So we'll do things like that that go above and beyond. We'll send them little gifts. Um, they have access to us 24 seven in terms of, you know, whatever they need. And that's kind of like the, the upper echelon of, of our customer base. Um, but above and beyond that, you know, we just want to, we, we make sure that we hire people on our team who, who get what we do. Like we're not, you know, we've had people, we've had a number of people actually come from our customer list onto our team and they, they just wanted to be part of what we're doing. Yeah. And those uh, two individuals specifically have been an incredible addition to our team and they've just provided so much value to to the experience with, with other people. So, you know, we really tried to one of our one of our, you know, objectives is to bring the human touch back to the online experience. Mm-hmm. So whether it's from a customer service perspective and sending them stuff in the mail or phoning them to you know, me jumping on Periscope, which is still digital, but at least it's a little bit more connected than like Facebook, you know? Yeah, right. They so, could ask you a question in real time, that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm just raw. Like, I'm just like, hey, I'm just chilling on the couch. Let's let's have a conversation. Yeah. Or if I'm in the car or from somewhere else. So I think like doing stuff like that, for me, it's just really natural. But it's also like, a, you know, I look at the world of celebrity, like in Hollywood, and people love to find out what like what are people doing behind like what do they what do they do at home like what are they right. what are they doing when they're not shooting a movie right right and people are fascinated by that and and what I've realized is that you know if you're an expert you are a pseudo celebrity and people want to know what you're doing like they want to see what you're making for dinner they want to know what you're right. what you're going like all those little nuances that we tend to cover up and not show people love that stuff so you know I think. Not everyone, not every business, not every personality is suited for that type of sharing. But I think if you can tap into it, it just bonds with people so much more effectively. So we use that not in a very kind of conniving strategic way, but just in a way that's really natural to the way that I want to share content. Right. And do you ever get concerned that, well, if if I'm a little too accessible, some of the mystery goes away or some of the desire to get my personal attention could be diminished? Yeah, for sure. And that's something that um, I've definitely pulled away a little bit from some of the 
incessant interaction. Like I, I committed like initially, I was like, I'm going to do a daily Periscope hangout. And then I was like, I, I don't know if I can do a, like a, it's like 30 minutes of my time. And it's just like taking all this like bandwidth in my head. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of recommitted to not committing to it. I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to jump on when I feel like it. And I know that's not probably the best strategy. Other people like Michael Hyatt, he's on there like I think 1230 every single day, Monday through Friday. But for me, it's just, I, I'm trying to remove myself from my business a little bit more so that it becomes a self-multiplying business without my presence. And yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to experiment with a couple different things to really empower my team with like my whatever so that they can, you know, do what they have to do and kind of on my behalf a lot of times. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, that's one of those things that I think it's hard to gauge as the leader of a community, right? It's mm-hmm. like, how much is too much access to me? Yeah. Uh, I do a live hangout every Friday with my with my tribe, my members, and it's it's awesome, you know? But uh, then I think, uh, but then if I want to offer private one-on-one sessions, you know, I realize that um, in some ways that helps that. And in other ways, they go, oh, I'll just show up for that thing and probably be able to get my question answered. Of yeah. course, it's a big difference to actually book an hour of somebody's time sure. or get, you know, a, a question across digitally. Um, it's but, true. But it's very interesting. This whole, you know, balance of transparency and ex- accessibility, uh, and, but yet keeping it a, a very special thing. Mm-hmm. So, great. So, uh Yuri Elkam, uh, E-L-K-A-I-M dot com. If uh, you want to, well, first of all, go, you know, double your energy, uh, lose some weight, feel better, do some, you know, quick exercises that can really help you feel better and more flexible and stronger throughout the day. It's a great place to do that. But if you're here listening as a marketer who wants a great example of how to produce awesome con- content. You heard Yuri talk about recommitting to just like top shelf content and, uh, and making that sort of the core um, essence of his business. Then go to yurielkam.com and check out Yuri's site. It's just so clean. And, you know, just, again, your, your value propositions are front and center. So thanks for giving us such a great example on that stuff. Well, thank you so much for confirming that we're, we're somewhat on the right track there. <laughs> Big time. I love it. I love it. I, I think I'll be uh, bringing it up in my next team meeting, is, in fact. So. Cool. <laughs> awesome, buddy. Yuri, thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate your time, and we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Kevin. See ya. Hey, thanks for listening to another fine episode of the Truth About Marketing podcast. I do appreciate your time. I know you have lots of choices. And if you're loving this podcast, I'm loving having you listen to it. And let's celebrate our relationship, won't we, with a review, (laughs) a five-star review on iTunes.com. You know, that's how they judge these things, right? iTunes looks at how many people rate and review your podcast, and then they decide if it's worthy of telling other people about. So if you think this is a good podcast and you think other people like you should hear it, if you go to iTunes and rate and review the show, that's the best way to get the word out. Really appreciate it. If you want to learn more about how to improve your copy, you can do that on the inside at copychief.com and visit copychief.com forward slash T-A-M to get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode. 
The Truth About Marketing podcast is produced by James Clouser, graphics by Cassie Clouser, and the bullets for this show, so handily displayed for you, written by Dan Ludgater. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.